0: A mother, a son, and a life with autism. It's the At Home with Autism podcast with Q102's Jen and Jacob. The future can freak me out. Talk to any parent of a child with special needs and they will tell you. That they are absolutely terrified about what is going to happen to their child when they are gone. Now money can help that a little bit. If you're a family that has a whole bunch of it, you can pay for all kinds of things to ensure at least, you know, in theory. That they'll be cared for and safe. Never know. So many things that can go wrong. But you know, money can help. Money it's like with anything else, right? Money can just ease stress when you have a a child that has a lot of needs. Money can at least help you feel like you're doing everything that you can. You could pay for every therapy, you can hire every therapist, you can send them to the best schools, you can make sure they are surrounded by people who know a thing or two about whatever it is your child is dealing with. I've been very blessed to have some money to do some of the things. There's always more. But that's a choice that so many of us are faced with, you know, those of us that aren't multimillionaires. Do I take the money that I have and sock it all away so they'll be taken care of later? Or do I take that money and spend it on every therapy I can find in the hopes that they will grow and change and learn and be able to take care of themselves someday. And then, of course, it's a spectrum. So every everything in between to extremes and then everything in betweens. Well, any of you that know me know I've spent it all. So the future, while I still believe That Jacob has so much potential that we've only really, truly began to tap into. And that there is still a very strong possibility that he's going to go to college and earn a degree and be able to find some big fancy job on his own taking care of himself. And I won't have anything to worry about. But as with everything else, there's no guarantee for that. So here I sit. He's 20 years old. Let's take a look at where we are right now. What can he do right now? What can I look at right now? Because, you know, there is that possibility that this is where we will be a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. I don't think so, but I don't know. So while we hold on to the hope and the positivity and the belief that there is more I also have to live in the reality of this is where we are. So it's this whole both and situation that we have going on here, right? Because I am doing both. I'm doing everything I can to get him as far as he can go. And I'm looking at where we're at now and doing the best with what we got. So when I think about his future and I think about, okay, what would I want for him if this is what we have to work with? And the thought of sending him into a business where he has to work for somebody who Doesn't maybe understand him, understand what he's trying to communicate. That doesn't feel like freedom. Freedom for him to be. Freedom for him to excel. Freedom for him to create his own world in the way that he wants to create it. If he's working for somebody else and following their rules. And I got to be honest. I think the world is a little bit crazy right now. And the thought of him having to rely on employment from companies that are making decisions and mandates and wanting to control people in ways that I would never want him to be controlled. I want him to have autonomy. I want him to have a choice. And so what do I have to do? To create a situation where all of that is possible for him. Well, here we are. One of the things that we've been doing with Jacob since we started a sunrise program when he was six is always looking to discover what motivates him. What does he love doing? What brings him joy? What makes him smile? What makes him laugh? What seems to really bring him alive? If left to his own devices, and this is how we figured it out really early, was when he was being very, very exclusive and very repetitive in all of his behaviors. If left to his own devices without any interference from any of us, what would he go to? What would he love to do? I mean, if we were to lay out a ton of different activities in front of him and, They weren't battery-operated because nothing can compete with battery-operated toys. Nothing can compete with a cell phone. Even today, nothing can compete with maps on his cell phone most days. So what, what motivated him? What did he love to do? Oh, he loved to draw. He loved to write. So that's been going on since he was two and three years old. He still loves it. He loves it a little differently now. He loves letters and thank you cards and, of course, everything to do with the post office, right? So when I start, you know, throwing all of these different ideas together, it just kind of became really obvious to me. He loves sending and receiving mail. He loves to draw. He loves letters. He loves cards. Let's create a greeting card business. And I kind of just happened into the idea, really. It was only a few weeks before Valentine's Day last year. And I said to him, I said, Hey, let's, let's do something. Let's, um, let's, let's make some Valentine's cards. I think we should make six cards. Let's make six cards and see what they look like. And I sat down with him and I said, all right, here's all, all kinds of different things that we could draw on Valentine's cards. And I threw out some ideas and I'm like, Hey, what do you think? You know, what, what, what would be fun for you to draw? Let's come up with six different ideas of things that we can draw on Valentine's cards and that's what we did and he drew these cards and he colored these cards and I'm watching him he's so into it and he's just loving it and thinking this is great at this point I really didn't know what I was going to do with the cards I just thought let's let's draw some right and he finishes these six cards and I sit there and I look at them and I go to myself there is something really special about these cards and I don't think I'm prejudiced (laughs) and of course I am a little bit and I think other people are gonna see the specialness in these cards it was my gut I mean it was my gut was screaming at me right I mean they were just cute and sweet and kind of whimsical and they were bright and they were fun and they were funny and I felt so much of Jacob in the cards I wanted the opportunity to share that with other people and I was curious to see if other people would have the same reaction to it that his own mother does. Right. So I I scrambled around. There was this local company last year for Jacob's birthday. I got him his own PO box at the post office because I thought that would be very, very fun for him. A lot of people had been reaching out to me and asking if they could send him a card or send him something and... Didn't think it was a really great idea to give out my home address to total strangers. (laughs) So I got this post office box thinking he's totally going to dig it. He's going to love making a trip to the post office. I told him that the post office is only open on Tuesdays and Fridays (laughs) because I didn't want to have to drive there every day. So Tuesdays and Fridays, we would go and pick up mail at his P.O. box and he fell in love with that idea. There was a local company. that were some really sweet people that worked up with paper. They would send him cards all the time. And they were pop-up cards. So I reached out to them and I said, hey, listen, he's made these cards. I think they're really fabulous. Would you guys be able to print some of these? And they only did pop-up cards. And it was too late. I mean, we were down to the wire. It was only a few weeks before Valentine's Day. So I knew this was going to be like a major turnaround. But they put me in touch. With this very nice man named Phil St. Germain at J.S. McCarthy Printers in Augusta, Maine. And I called him up and I told him what was going on. And I told him about Jacob. And I sent him these cards. And he's like, we will get these printed for you. And they did this crazy massive turnaround, right? So I ordered 200 sets. So there were 1,200 cards in all. And envelopes. And he told me what kind of packaging to get. And I get these cards in the mail. And I open up an Etsy shop. We decide we're going to donate a portion of the proceeds to the Ken Anderson Alliance, an organization that I'm on the board of that's doing so many amazing things, creating live, work, and engage opportunities for adults with developmental disabilities and building this amazing community. KenAndersonAlliance.org. It's mind-blowing, really, what we're doing. So I wanted a portion of the proceeds to benefit the Ken Anderson Alliance. And I just posted it on Facebook. I said, hey, Jacob made these cards. When you make a sale on Etsy, the phone makes a cha-ching sound. I ordered 200 sets, so I think I put 190 of them up. I held just a few back, just in case I screwed something up along the way, right, and needed Dexter's. Well, my phone sat on the table and was just cha-ching, cha-ching, ching cha-ching. We sold 190 of those in less than an hour. And I was like, oh, shit. So I called up my friend, Phil St. Germain, and I said, send me 500 more sets. He said, you just keep selling them. So I ordered 500 more sets and sold those in two days. And since Valentine's Day, we have created St. Patrick's Day and Easter and Mother's Day and note cards and thank you cards and birthday cards and Father's Day and all occasions cards and then Halloween, Thanksgiving, and now Christmas. He loves it. We just finished artwork on a 2022 calendar that we'll have back you know, sometime early December and be able to start selling. And oh, how badly I want this for him. We have so many kind, loving people that have bought every single set. <laughs> they go on sale and it's like cha-ching. You know, they are they're right there. And we're getting new people finding us all the time. And it's so wonderful. And if I were to dream a dream for the Jacob of today, that could very well be the Jacob of tomorrow and 10 years from now, this would be it that he could, if he wants to, that he could keep creating cards and have so many people see them and fall in love with them and get to know him and get to know what he's about, and get to understand a little bit more about autism, and to experience the joy and the beauty and the whimsy and the fun and the everything that his cards are, and to spread that kind of joy and innocence and silliness and and fun. What a light in the world he would be, and if we could build a a company out of this that could employ other people like Jacob, you know, the kids that he's grown up with and gone to school with and that he calls his friends, you know, in another year, he's not going to see them every day anymore. He's got one more year of school left and then he ages out and then it's like, I don't know what's next. I don't know what's next. Wouldn't it be amazing if he could spend his days doing these things that he loves with the people he enjoys being around, his peers, and build the company to the point where he will live a comfortable life and I can relax about it, to have this now as we continue to learn and grow and and hopefully become everything That we believe him to be capable of. For him to have this. And give back. And to share. And to give opportunities to others. God. I believe it's doable. All it really takes is for the right person. To see these cards. It's funny because you would think you know. Somebody that's on the radio. And has a platform right. (laughs) (laughs) would be able to get the word out there to enough people that he could build a business. And believe me, I am so grateful for the platform and I am so grateful for, I mean, he's, he's had 2,500 sales, which is pretty stinking, incredible, awesome, and amazing. And I, God, I appreciate everybody that has purchased his cards and supports him. Oh, thank you so much. And in order for this to be a business that employs other people and sustains him in a comfortable manner, we need a lot more sales. (laughs) So it just has to, you know, it's just got to get in front of the right person or organization or somebody at Hallmark. Now that would be something. It really would. And while we just keep cranking out cards... And wait for that big break. I'll keep my eyes and ears open. Always looking for new and different opportunities that could lead us to a happy life for him. A happy life full of possibility and joy and freedom. You know, the same stuff we all want. (laughs) Because that's what we special needs parents see at this stage of the game. Other parents with their 19, 20, 21-year-old kids going to college, graduating to college, starting their careers, making their own money, living their own lives, buying houses, getting engaged. That's not what our lives look like. And most of us by this point have accepted that. Many of us are good with it. And appreciate everything that comes with it. It's just different. And that doesn't mean it's not hard. <laughs> Sometimes. Every once in a while. A lot. <laughs> but one thing that can make it a lot easier. Is to have that certainty. That you never really can have certainty. That the odds are in your favor. That everything long after we're gone it's going to be okay and if there's a way that we can figure out to make it even better than just okay that that would be great so if you know anybody that works at Hallmark you know can you send them a card cards by Jacob with a K on Etsy <laughs> I promise we'll do good with the money <laughs> I have Christmas cards to go package up and ship out. Thanks to all of you who have ordered. I hope you know how much it means to us. Thanks for listening to the At Home with Autism podcast. I'll be back next time with Jacob.